After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is John McManus, Managing Partner of Bay West Properties. He has over 15 years of real estate experience under his belt and has redeveloped over 1,000 for sale condominiums, numerous projects and locations, with an aggregate sum approximating $250 million in sales. John is a board member of the Gift Foundation of Hawaii and Rehab Hospital. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, John McManus. Welcome to our show, John. Can Thanks you, for having me. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about Bay West Properties? Sure. You know, Bay West is a... Uh it's a real estate company. We're a boutique firm uh, with offices in San Francisco and Hawaii. And um, we have, um, there's four partners, and we divide the company into two different areas, um, mostly redevelopment projects, uh, both here and in San Francisco. And then um, we have uh, an industrial portfolio, a few what million is, square feet. What does feet. that mean, redevelopment? Uh, redevelopment is um, is really... Basically, taking you know older properties, providing new life, bringing them back to life, um, like restoration. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of restoration, um, both large properties, small properties, um, different inner city areas where you know you can basically one building can be the catalyst to gentrify an entire neighborhood. We've uh, done that, you know, in San Francisco, Petro Hill, and uh, that was an exciting project because you know this. Led to other property owners fixing up their properties, and so the whole the whole area basically got lifted up. Exactly, yeah. Oh. So, um, you know, redevelopment is is um, it's certainly I think for our generation probably one of the in the business in the real estate business probably one of the largest not only opportunities but one of the looking into the future with land constraints and and conservationism. Uh, it's really where we should be concentrating, in my opinion, just because it's. Uh, you know, it's an area that you can recycle. And you've been doing this for 15 years? Yes. How yeah. did you become interested in something like this? You know, I think I was exposed to real estate uh, when I was young, and um, I think that helped. You know, my, my father had been involved in some um, real estate up in, in Truckee, up in Lake Tahoe, and and um, he had a very artistic approach to, to those older historic buildings. So... They were a lot of them were kind of losing their historic luster, and he would go in and and um, kind of capitalize on that historic element to them and and add value and and basically um, you know bring these historic buildings back up to to um, where they should be. And did he and, resell it after that, or was he leasing no, space in in the buildings? His his interest was you know was keeping them and and uh, you know and leasing them out, and they're all right in historic Truckee. They're all in downtown, so they're very. Um, tourist-based um, buildings and, and have a lot of foot traffic. And so the charm element was really what kind of intrigued him. And he'd go off and research, you know, different kinds of woods for the floors and different kinds of, you know, 
were doors you, and hardware. Were you involved with all that? Uh, to the extent that, um, you know, I was uh, young and at school and I'd uh, have a jackhammer, ham, you know, jackhammering out, you know, different areas at the time. And I was around it and exposed to it. So um, that was the, the, the interest level that I kind of uh, so had at the beginning. So tell us the story about how you, you met uh, your, your current partner, how you got into real estate and decided not to go into law. Uh, you know, basically, it was in uh, 1990 in San Francisco. I had just, just graduated from college, and uh, um, I was long on ideas and, and short on, uh, on, on money. And um, so I figured the best thing to do, the economy was really slow at the time. So um, I just decided to go down to San Francisco, and, and uh, someone had mentioned you know, you should really go and talk to Jerry Lynch about real estate and uh, his his law background. And Jerry practiced law here in Hawaii in the 70s, um, as he will say, for a couple of weeks so, before he decided that he, <laughs> he didn't want to, you know, be an attorney anymore. So a friend of yours yeah. introduced you to him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so I, I just rang him and, and said, Jerry, you mind if we, uh, you know, we had Hawaii in, in common? And I said, you know, can we go to lunch? And, and uh so we had a, a great lunch, South Park Cafe in uh, 1990, had a few glasses of wine, talk story, and uh, by the end of lunch, my law school plans were over. <laughs> I had a desk and a phone, and uh, I think I brought my own pen, but basically at that point I was in business. I mean, uh, So you started working with him the next day? The next day, yeah. In fact, actually it was that afternoon. <laughs> so I went back and, and um, really just shadowed Jerry for a few months and and um went ahead and and got my real estate broker's license and and that's really how you learn the business i think is is to really you know get into transactions and understand you know deal architecture what did he say to get you excited to do something like this uh it was really the well first he said was it the wine it was the wine <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think the the appealing thing for me was really um, in the business. You can you can take each uh, each property has its own story, so you can you can kind of create each individual property with its own story. There's a beginning and an end, and so every day is fresh. You know, you you encounter new people every day, and and uh, you know, at, at the end of the project, you know, whatever team you worked with on that project. You know, there's a lot of camaraderie, and, and uh, that was really appealing to me. So how did you know that he was the one that you wanted to work for after, you know, just a short lunch? You know, um, some things just click, and, um, and his views and outlook, um, his, he was so enthusiastic about where the market was going. And, and I, you know, at that point, it was 1990. It was in the gutter, right? It was in right the about gutter, then, right? Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, and real estate was, you know, was not thriving. So I figured, you know, it might be a good time to go in the business and at least give it a shot, learn about it. Um, and I knew I wanted to be in it in some facet, but just it sort of presented itself at the time. So but, um, what, what was your first job there then? What did he have you start doing the next day? Uh, cold calling. Um, <laughs> you know, this guy must you know? be an incredible salesperson. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a, you know, it was a very non-glamorous start to the business, but you know, I think that's what it takes, you know, to really to really not be afraid to go after a building and put a deal together and and um 
you know, when you're when you're in brokerage and you're first starting out and you're trying to convince someone, listen, you should sell your, you know, your property with me and it's a big apartment building and that was really my target was apartment buildings. So you were going after properties that weren't necessarily on the market yet. You were just cold calling to see if they wanted to go on the market. Yep. One creative technique that we had was uh not sure uh, I think the statute of limitations is over now, but uh you know, you, you it was pretty funny cuz you you give someone a call and you say, "You know what? I've got this 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 person who's very excited to buy your building." And um and they'd say, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, make me an offer." And then you'd go and you'd get your stable of buyers and say, "Hey, this place might be in play." So you you know, it, there were some fun really fun games to play in the business. And um at the end of the day, everybody's happy and, you know, moving property and buyers and sellers together and and uh it's just such it's a very fun business. What are some important lessons that he taught Jerry Lynch had taught you about business? Um I would say the first one is um is really do what you say you'll do. Because I think, you know, certainly the more time you're you're in business, you know, you kinda hear you hear a lot of things but you don't see a lot of things. So you know, basically do what you'll say you'll do. And I think that's paid, you know, it's paid dividends. He's, he's definitely uh, taught me that for sure. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is John McManus, managing partner of Bay West Properties. John has over 15 years of real estate experience and numerous projects totaling roughly $250 million in sales. Can you share with us any more lessons that he may have taught you that would carry you through your business success? Well, um, yeah, sure. He's uh, Jerry is is um, he's really shared and been a, in a you know an incredible mentor, and I think really just the whole idea of someone wanting to get into this business. It's such an unusual business to try and, you know, you, you can't just really walk in and start open your doors and, and you're open for business. So um, the whole idea of having, you know, that mentor is has been so valuable to me. And I think, um, you know, I just obviously he knows how much I, I appreciate it. But I think that idea and, you know, people in business that can take the time to do that and um, and sort of pass on a lot of that knowledge is is really key so um you know it was invaluable for me and and i hope at some point i can do it and pass it on to someone else so did he actually take you under his wing and he would share a lot of things openly with you how did different people mentor in, in different ways 
what is what was typical of how that relationship worked? You know, my experience uh, was an open book type situation. Um, you know, and I think for me it was it was particularly interesting because at the time Jerry was, um, you know, he was also in brokerage, and so we kind of were able to to take this business, um, you know, in, together, and you know, along with with Craig Vallely, our third partner in San Francisco, and really kind of grow it and uh, move it in a different direction and, and um, move beyond brokerage into redevelopment, and, um, you know, which that transition is always difficult to make because of, you know, capital restraints and, and different areas. But, um, uh, you know, I think staying creative, and we operate a lot like a band, you know. <laughs> um, you know, we've got uh, different skills with the, with, the, with the partners, and everyone has their own area of expertise. So what do you think was the biggest thing that you learned in that transition? Because a lot of people can't make that transition from, you know, brokerage and sales into actual redevelopment into a, you know, kind of a rebirth, if you call it, right? Right. Um, you know, it was, it was actually a very natural fit for us at the time. Um, you know, certainly the market was getting a lot better in, in California, and then um, we had always been keeping an eye on Hawaii, and I always wanted to come back to Hawaii. Um, and in my mind, you know, we were kind of working to be able to come, come back, come home, you know? So, um, the, there are certain areas of risk that come along with the business and you just have to get comfortable with the risk and, um, and really surround yourself with people that are experts. Did you guys do anything in, in particular to mitigate that risk? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta roll the dice, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I wanted to know is when you first started making those cold calls. What can you tell us? What those initial cold calls uh, felt like? How how it went for you? Because you sound, you know, you really sound smooth now. And you know, back then, everyone knows their first initial calls is. I know mine when yes. I first had to do some yes. cold calls. It was brutal. I mean, oh, was that I was shaking in my boots. That? Yes. Oh. Yes. Were you scared? Uh, you know, it's it just I tried to make it like a game. You know, um, but he's very you, the, positive. The, the the first two calls, I have to tell you, you know, I'd look down at my watch and say, when it, when's happy hour? I mean, it was it was brutal. Um, you know, and so many people can. Uh, it, I'll tell you one thing though, the the calls that now come into the house, I've softened on. Uh, you know, the whole. Uh, <laughs> how about this? Why don't I call you at home, and you can you know, uh, you know when you, when you get the calls at night. You know, over dinner. Mm-hmm. For a while there, I was like, well, you know, just ask them for their home. I'd ask Malia. I'd say, tell Malia, my wife, well, listen, get their home number and tell them we'll call them back. So, you know, it, it's just a funny thing. The whole idea of cold calling is 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 very, it's a very interesting way to market. But um, it wouldn't be my first choice, let's put it that way, and I wouldn't want to do it again. Was it scary? Did you stumble with your words? Did you get past no? I mean, uh, how far did you get? At first, not very far. But when you, the long, it's, you know, it's funny, the longer you have someone on the phone, you can kind of create conversation and, and, you know, things warm up and, and then you can, uh, really discuss it. But, you know, I think for every thousand phone calls, you might get, you know, five, you know, five deals, but. I'm just know. wondering, was your first yes, um, a transaction that carried through? The first call? Um, no, the first yes. Like the person oh. that said, yeah, maybe let's talk, you know, and it. It progressed into a relationship. 
Do you remember? You know, I can't. I can't remember, but um, you know, in San Francisco, there were some very colorful calls. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that one that one wouldn't stick out. But uh, you know, I, I I got invited to a lot of different parties and things. But over a cold I'm not call? even sure some of these people owned real estate. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> so how many no's did you get before you got your first yes? Oh, probably 500 or 1,000, you know. I had a lot of free time. What kept time. you going then? What kept <laughs> you going? If you, you know, you, after the first couple no's, you, you're kind of like, oh, my gosh. You know, what so kept painful. me going at the time was really that, that, um, that Jerry said, look, trust me, this is the way you have to, you know, really get into it, transactional um, business. And, and um, you know, you can, you can really understand a lot about people and the business by doing this. It's painful, but just rock and roll. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with John McManus, Managing Partner of Bay West Properties. How about some tips? Do you yeah, have, now that you've done through probably thousands of cold calls, what kind of tips can you give people to make it more effective for them? Well, real estate based, you know, I would say if, if at all you can, if you can do some research on exactly who you're calling and knowing a little bit more about what they own, what they've done in business recently, you know, do more research. You know, I, I had a book at the time that was, you know, a list of apartment owners that own apartment buildings in the city. So that's how I started. But, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's really any one technique. I think you have to find your own and kind of, you know, work with it. Um, but, you know, it's just one area of the business that when you're starting out, it's 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 painful, but uh, you get through it. You know. You think it's an effective marketing technique? Uh, no, not no. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know I've done a lot of cold calling with some of the positions that I held, but really? I think like just knowing that eventually you will get a yes, and like you said, it's a game. Right. You know, as long as you get your first yes, you can go from there, right? Exactly. So what was Jerry in the back saying? Don't worry, John. It's the yes is coming soon. Oh yeah, I mean Jerry would. You know, we had a glass and then uh, laugh later on. I was in. <laughs> you know, he was behind the glass and he'd give me thumbs up and different <laughs> things. You know, we had a, we had our own. Uh, we had we you know we had a lot of fun with it. It was it was actually a lot of fun. So when you got the first person to say yes, what happened? Um, I couldn't believe it. You know, and I probably didn't know what to say at the time and right. didn't know where to, you know. So I think I said, well, you know. Why don't we meet tomorrow or whenever's convenient, and then we can take it from there. And then I just like researched, you know, everything about that particular property, and and then um, after that, it just everyone became a lot easier. And then you just you get in the groove, and 
pretty soon you're you're sailing, you know. Start, you start figuring out what people are attracted to, what mm-hmm. you say, and sure. Did Jerry ever get on the phone and help you out, or that meeting when you you met with the first yes? Did he come with you to that meeting, or is, that was all you? No, he's he's just swimming the deep end and figure it out. <laughs> he's your he's cheerleader. Tough love, tough love type of mentor. <laughs> Okay. So after you guys moved back here to Hawaii, then what, mm-hmm. what happened? You guys just got everything started up. Uh, was it smooth sailing? Were there big challenges? What happened? There were, uh, you know, it was, it was an interesting time because the market had been, um, you know, in a nine-year uh, cycle, down cycle. And um, so I came back in 99, 2000. We, uh, we acquired uh, an apartment, set of apartment buildings on Diamond Head. And um, we rehabbed those, and, and um, it was kind of a nice thing to see. It was up at uh, Pu'ale Circle, and, and it oh, kind of nice gentrified that, that neighborhood, you know, and really brought it back to life. The market wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't excuse me, hot at all. Um, it was a great time to be a buyer, and um, the project was, uh, was a success, in, in, you know, to the extent that, you know, we sold out over a couple of years, and, you know, we a lot of construction, but um, we have a lot of happy homeowners there. And um, what year was that? In two thousand, two thousand one. Okay, so the market was was picking back up. It was already exactly. doing pretty pretty well at that point. Right. Yep. Kind of just starting to to hum along, and then things really got going. But um, but it was a great great way to come home, you know. So now you guys are working on a lot of condo conversions or we've, other projects. Right. We've we've done. Um, we did a boutique hotel in Waikiki called Bamboo, um, and that that model was was um, uh, Jerry and I had had um, we were going down with some other people sailing in, in uh, down in the Caribbean, and uh, stopped in South Beach, and it was modeled after a kind of a South Beach boutique. Uh, you mean modeled hotel. in terms of how it looked, or the actual business model of how how you guys did it? Uh, both. You know, it was really kind of a, a hip uh, South Beach type hotel. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Neptune nights, we're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune nights, the sunshine in your mouth. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. If you're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com.
Today's guest is John McManus, Managing Partner of Bay West and Bay West Equities. John is a board member of the Gift Foundation of Hawaii and Rehab Hospital. John, we've been talking to a lot of Gift Foundation board members. Could you tell us what the Gift Foundation means to you? Sure. Uh, you know, I'm a new board member of, of the Gift Foundation, and, um, you know, it's uh, what was appealing to me was uh, BJ Kobayashi uh, approached me about joining the board and um, explained a little bit about GIFT. And um, and I knew that it was modeled after the GIFT Foundation in Boston. And um, and basically the, the idea of, of, um, of raising money and being a, a catalyst to help out you know, younger nonprofits that were youth-based predominantly uh, was appealing to me. And um, and certainly the way that they, uh, you know, it's a lot of kind of younger, you know, Honolulu. It's more uh, younger, exciting energy. Exactly. So that was that was appealing, and it's just a fun group. And and um, you know, I hang out with a lot of these board members on a regular basis, you know, socially anyway. And so, as opposed to you know having a, you know a few drinks with them, this is actually a productive thing to do uh, in addition to having a blast. So. So what is it that gets you real excited about doing, you know, this gift foundation? What is, someone says, what really gets you, you know, going? Well, um, I think, you know, seeing the end result, seeing the dollars get to, for example, the Shirohia Productions. Um, and this year we raised, you know, enough money to even take it beyond Ohia into some other nonprofits, which is, you know, really terrific. And to have the corporate uh, support like we had this year, um, was tremendous, and now we have some private individ- individuals that are talking about matching our funds every year. So this has gone from a you know from a revenue source that was you know um, in its in its incubation a few years ago into into a you know pretty pretty serious sized um, available. The, amount, the amount of uh, money raised is substantial in yes. one night. Yep. Mm-hmm. So hmm. what's the focus for the Gift Foundation in the future then? Are they continuing with this type of format, a, a big party and one-time fundraiser, or are they doing other things? Well, I think um, for now we're, we're looking at ways to to grow the event, um, and we're kind of entering into those talks right now. But um, I think, you know, eventually we might do other other events uh, throughout the year. But at this point, I think, um, you know, the discussion is just how to keep it fun, the main thing, keep it fun and keep people interested and, um, you know, and raise money for, for – smaller nonprofits that are struggling financially and get them over their fiscal hump. You're also involved in the rehab hospital. Could you tell us your involvement with that? Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also a new member, board member of uh, the Rehab Foundation. And um, Rehab Hospital is, is um, Peter Ho approached me about, uh, about joining the Rehab Foundation and, you know, I just just had a friend who um in San Francisco he was he was coming home one night and was locked out of his his uh, apartment and he was on the fence and actually slipped and fell and he hit his head and um was, I think it was on a, it was on a you know brick patio it was really bad and then um <clears throat> at the time we didn't know you know whether or not he was going to make a full recovery or what was going on but his his brain had been um pretty well damaged and had some cerebral uh, swelling at the time. So he was flown from San Francisco to Craig Hospital in Denver. And um, so a few
few of his friends, we went out to Denver. And it was my first experience looking at a rehab-type facility. And they, you know, his, his injuries were, um, were pretty severe, but through rehabilitation um, and the, the staff there, you know, he's able to have motor function and he's able to talk and really um, be self-sufficient. And um, so that was the first experience for me with a rehab facility. And so when Peter approached me, kind of all these events kind of had, had just sort of unfolded. So I figured, hey, don't fight fate. It's timing and, and uh, get involved. And, and there's a, a terrific group uh, at rehab. And just the, um, you know, if you look at the demographics here in Hawaii, you think, you know, rehab's going to be an integral part of a lot of people's lives going forward as, you know, people age and, you know, you have these unfortunately life events you know strokes and people rehabilitating from heart injuries or whatever so um so it was it was a personal and and uh and i think it's just a it's a winner hospital and, and organization thanks for joining us today on greater good radio for more information or a transcript of today's show please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com this is your host evan leong and carrie leong saying please join us next time for another episode of greater good radio hawaii <laughs> 